We cannot escape God's love and His forgiveness. No mistake is too big and no pit is too deep. Our Heavenly Father is always leaning in, waiting for us to reach out and find safety in His arms. Join Lisa Harper, Elaine Fisher, Karen Harmon, Robin Wilkerson, and Allison Allen as we talk about how God's peace brings true restoration. Come on, join us. My mom had passed away from a really, really quick bout with pancreatic cancer. And throughout the process of her illness and very short chemo time and hospicing, I'd had incredible peace, supernatural peace. The ability to stand in the middle of the storm and know like I am lashed to the mast of his name. He is yeah. with me. Yeah. And so that, that lasted and carried me through that season. But when she went and passed away, I entered into this season where that tangible felt mm -hmm. sense of peace seemed super distant. And mm -hmm. the way that it was manifest in my life was that I found myself sitting in the back row of the balcony of our church. I'm, I'm the wife of the worship pastor of the church. And so I always sit in the front row. You know what I mean? I'm always up close. Even when we weren't at this church, I was the kind of girl that that was like, I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord, right? And I found myself in the very back row and I couldn't sing and I couldn't pray. And I realized that my body was telling a truth on me that my mouth could not speak. And that truth or my understanding of that truth was that I was in disharmony mm. with God. I mean, he had never moved. He had done nothing wrong, obviously. But there was this desire. There was this space. There was this Grand Canyon mm -hmm. between him and myself. And I don't know how long this went on. And people were noticing it without saying anything. But it, it went on for a, for a hot second. And at a certain point, I don't know why, uh, I began to open, just, just crack the door. You know, when you just crack the door. Yeah. To the, to the Holy Spirit, and I began to worship again. And worship for me has always been my most intimate space, intimate communion uh, with the Lord. And it was, it was just a crack, and the crack was all he needed, and he did what he always does. He just begins to flood in, but flood in gently. And don't y'all know, shortly thereafter, I started moving up till I got to the front row of the balcony, and then I got to the back row of downstairs and then up and up and up until I was back on that front row. But I was in that front row changed. I was in that front row um, feeling a sense of reconciliation with God, if yeah. that even makes sense, a restoration yeah. Yeah. of the peace between us. Well, I'm crying because I relate so much to that story. And Lisa knows this story well, but my last pregnancy in the third trimester, I was diagnosed with a very rare condition, like four in every one million pregnancies. Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk. I was in excruciating pain. Had to get around in crutches and in a wheelchair, and it was terrible. The prognosis I got was, Karen, you may walk, may, mm -hmm. six to nine months after you deliver. Mm -hmm. You may not ever walk normal, though. Mm -hmm. If you do walk, you may not walk normal again. And I was so, for lack, I was, I was angry. Mm -hmm. I was angry with God. Mm -hmm. And I had spent years in that prideful place of like, 
I trust God. Mm -hmm. I trust him because, I mean, how could you ever be angry with God? If he's, mm -hmm. you know, if Jesus never did anything for you ever again, how could you be angry? He's, he gave his life for you. How mm -hmm. could you ever be angry? That's how prideful I was in that. But here I was in that situation. And I'm a worship leader. I've done worship for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I wanted to do was to be in the presence of God because mm -hmm. I was so mad. I was so disillusioned. I was so disappointed. I knew he could heal me. Why wasn't he healing me? Hmm. I knew he could take me out of that storm. He said he would take me out of the storm. Why wasn't he taking me to the other side? Why was I not seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land mm -hmm. of the living? Why was he not doing everything I know mm -hmm. him to do and everything I know him to be? One touch from him would have healed me. And oh my goodness, the testimony. And mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this. And just like you, it was like, okay, where did that door crack? And I remember talking to a pastor friend of mine and he was like, Karen, if we believe what Romans 8:28 says, that all things work together for good for those that love mm -hmm. the Lord, mm -hmm. then this will work out for your good and for his glory. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I want you to praise him mm -hmm. for this situation. And I looked at him like he was crazy. And I was like, are you kidding me? I can't walk and I may never walk normal. And you're telling me I have to praise him for this? Mm -hmm. And in my anger, I was like, no, but I'm an achiever. <laughs> like we mm -hmm. talked about a few days ago. I was like, all right, fine. I have nothing better to do. I'm just laying here all day. I'll praise you. And I praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for this hip. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for all of this. Thank you for, for hurting my hip. Okay, great. <laughs> and it was just lip service at first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'd open my Bible and I'd read a proverb a day because I got nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, which isn't bad. I'm just like, scripture a day. Like, yeah. I just, just something, you know, because yeah. it meant nothing to me. Yeah. And eventually, eventually, because in the deepest parts of me, I still wanted a relationship with him, yeah. right? Yeah. I knew Absolutely. I couldn't live yeah. life without Absolutely. him. Yeah. I knew I couldn't live life without yeah. his presence. So mm -hmm. gradually I started coming out of the fog slowly coming mm -hmm. out of it, slowly re remembering all the markers in my life mm -hmm. where he has been good. Yeah. All the markers in my mm -hmm. life where he has yeah. been faithful. I shouldn't be here. I put a knife to my wrist when I was yeah. a teenager, mm -hmm. yeah. right? There's all these different things I could share with you guys yeah. of his goodness and his faithfulness. Yeah. So right now the storm may be brewing. Right yeah. now the joy cannot be found. Right now you don't want to enter into mm -hmm. his presence. Right now you don't want to be sitting on that front mm -hmm. row. You don't want this. There is no way you feel like you can have reconciliation with the God of the universe. Mm -hmm. But just whoever is watching and anybody mm -hmm. here, even in this circle, that we remember the sovereignty, the goodness, mm -hmm. the faithfulness, yeah. the character of who God is. Yeah. And remembering that, I think, really helps yeah. reconcile us yes. mm -hmm. to the beauty of the Father. and to Absolutely. I think if you... Um, Hang on to God when you're angry, when you're disappointed, when your heart feels distant. I think the storms actually fertilize the peace. I think peace gets bigger um, with storms. About 13 years ago now, Allison walked through this season with me. I went through just a, just a really, 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 really dark season. And prior to that, I'd always been judgmental about women who struggled with depression. I just thought, oh, quit being such a baby. You know, go volunteer to home and shelter. Quit being so narcissistic. But I just, I, I had a, 
I lost two people who were very, very dear to me and I had a cancer diagnosis. That very, it all happened in a week. These two huge losses and they thought I had brain cancer ended up not being brain cancer, but it was just a, it was a tough week. And the, the three together, back to back, just knocked mm. the legs out from under me. And I'd always been, I would preach grace, but I live, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And, and all of a sudden, for the first time in my whole life, I couldn't, I couldn't pull myself up anymore. I lived by myself, you know, out in this little cottage in the country. And I was so weak. And I wasn't, I didn't even have the strength to be angry at God. Mm-hmm. I, it was just such overwhelming, sad mm-hmm. darkness. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to me at the very beginning and he said, you've been running scared your whole life. And so I'm going to go to the basement with you, that place you've avoided your whole life. And I'm going to sit there with you in the dark until fear doesn't own you anymore. And it was about six months of hard. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning I mean, truly couldn't physically get out of bed without speaking the name Jesus. And, and of course, life goes on. You still have responsibilities. You still have commitment. You still have to make a living. And he was not just present. He was so patient and so kind. And I was like a newborn baby in the faith. I'd known Jesus forever. And here I was in this crisis of faith. And I realized there's a corner of my heart that's an emotional agnostic. There is still a corner of me that's afraid God isn't enough, that I'll die if I don't have somebody with skin on. And instead of spanking me or chastising me or giving me a lesson, he just loved me. And he loved me so hard and so tangibly. And he totally changed the topography of my heart. There will be there will be deep ends. Yeah, right. But I know I can stand and yeah. I won't drown. And I think that's the thing about storms yeah. is once you do get to where the water's calm again, you go, oh, he was with me yeah, the so whole it. time. Yeah, right. He was with me. And you go, well, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't think we're really afraid of the storm. Mm-hmm. I think we're afraid of being alone. Mm-hmm. And God's and not going to leave you. Never, right. never, ever, ever, you. never. And he can handle it. He can handle it. You know, yeah. when you said you were mad at God, oh, I was furious mm-hmm. when my boy mm-hmm. died. Six mm-hmm. months old, I rushed him to the mm-hmm. hospital and he had a fever. The doctor said it was an ear infection. And I presented him to the nurse, Mary Bridge Children's Hospital, Tacoma, Washington. He was six months old. And I put him on the counter and she started screaming code blue because he was dead. He had spinal meningitis. Oh, my goodness. That's my special need, boys. That's the beginning of his story, Graham. And I went from doing everything I could right you know, I was yeah. that girl that was raised yeah, yeah. in church. Yeah. I wanted to do right, but I was a little wild, you know. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to be the leader Christian. And I had really kind of gotten my life to the place where now I was married and I had these two boys and my husband was the evangelist. And you know that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. where you were, is you're kind of getting A's and everything. Yeah. And then this mm-hmm. kid of mine gets this ear infection. And uh, it wasn't an ear infection. Mm -hmm. 
So there he is. He's got the doctors working on him. It's just like in the movies. You know, crash carts and people are screaming and I'm backing up and I'm looking on and they're cutting down and jamming the thing. Mm. Little baby and he's dead. And they're working on him, you know. Now, we went through that experience. They gave no hope. They said he'd never walk, never talk. Mm -hmm. He'd be blind, spastic. There was, and it was a journey. And I was beyond furious with God. Mm -hmm. And I spent not Mm -hmm. a week not a month. Mm. Man, it could have been a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was furious. How could God right. stick me with this situation? And you know, you don't have the perfect Christmas card anymore. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. have the perfect. And mm. I discovered a journey of faith. Yes, yes. Now here's the deal. God wasn't mad at me. No, oh, praise you, Jesus. Right. Thank you. He wasn't mad at me, that's Lisa. Right. He was never mad at me. Yeah. My little boy had spinal meningitis. Yep. Mm-hmm. That wasn't because he forgot right. about me right. or he didn't know where right. I was. Right. I had to work through all that theology Mm -hmm. all over again. And boy, I acted out. (laughs) I was mad. But see, that's the wonderful thing about this book. That's right. right. Is that God's word never lets us down. That's right. When you can get in touch with the purpose, to me, that restores peace. Absolutely. If I I can, Lord Jesus, if I can just get a glimpse Mm. through the storm, if I can just get a glimpse of what you're doing, then I seem to be able to get a tighter grip on peace. And listening to all these stories, I was thinking, okay, the common thread, what's a common thread here is that Jesus never quits restoring us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Even he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We're always being conformed and transformed Mm -hmm. into his image. And we never, he never stops the business or he never stops working on us to restore us. And, you know, when I read the scripture, I, I um, identify so deeply with Peter. Yeah, me too. And I think of Peter and denying him. Deny him, right, right. It's like denying him to the point (laughs) that you're vehemently enraging, right? And then after the resurrection, (laughs) you hear hear the message to Mary of Magdala, right? Right. Go tell my brothers and Peter. Go tell them. And then when Jesus shows back up to the disciples in John 21 and they're out in the boat and John says, it's the Lord, it's Peter who jumps in the water and begins to swim to Jesus, right? And then Jesus cooks them this breakfast and then they have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you Mm -hmm. love me? This conversation of restoration, this conversation of restored harmony, this conversation yeah. to me. He doesn't correct Peter, does right. he? I He's never just, had that thought before. It's just restoring. Mm. No, it's just yeah. restoring. And restoring peace. And then, yeah. you know, Peter gets, for a second, he starts talking about John's story over here. What's going to happen with him? And, and Jesus says, you don't worry about right. that. You follow me. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm hearing in all of our stories. Yeah. You follow me. You walk with me. Right. Yeah. If I'm in the storm, 
be in the storm right. with yeah. me. Storm right. with me. Yeah. If you're if you're in the back row, Allison, I'm gonna yeah. be on the back row with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. If you're in the ER room, I'm yeah, right there right. with you. With right. You. I'm mad, with you. Yeah. Mad. mad. I'm, I'm with you. Must right. Stay right. right. You might not feel me. That's right. But I'm right there with right. you. My favorite yeah. thing about John 20 about that that story, John 21, is that you know three times, and y'all probably been taught, and I was taught that. Jesus asked him the question three times to restore the balance because Pete denied him three times. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case anymore because if you study that in the original language, Jesus uses two different words for love. You know, there's three different words in the Mm -hmm. Greek for love. And the first time and the second time he asked Pete, you know this, you just weren't showing off. Um, He asked Pete, do you agapeo me? Do you love me more than anything? And Pete is a week and a half, 10 days after the betrayal. I mean, he's like, Jesus, you know me. Yeah, I threw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were there when I cussed. Jesus, you know me. And he says, you know I phileo you. I love you like somebody on Facebook. I love you like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't love you sacrificially. Mm-hmm. Second time, Pete, do you agapeo me? Jesus, you know, you know I phileo you. And I can just imagine that grizzled, itinerant fisherman, you know, just so shrouded with shame. He's always my favorite because he's the hot mess on a stick of a disciple. I don't have to identify with the guys who get it right most of the time. Um, And then the third time, I can just, and you know, John didn't tell us this, but I just can picture Jesus' face just covered with compassion and him probably tilting yeah. Pete's face up yeah. to his because yeah. Pete won't even look mm-hmm. up. Right. He's so ashamed. He knows mm-hmm. what he's done. Yep. And Jesus goes, Peter, yep. do you phileo me? Mm-hmm. He lowers mm-hmm. the bar, mm-hmm. which you go, how kind of our Christ. He doesn't yeah. go, you moron. Yeah. Right. You spent right. three yeah. years right. with yeah. me. Right. You were one of the yeah. closest. You betrayed. He, if that's all you he, can give me. If that's all you can give me, that's <laughs> enough. Yeah. And yeah. then he says, Pete, yeah. I'm going to build the New Testament church yeah. on your, I'm yeah. not kicking you off the team. I'm making right. you team captain. Yeah. And then right after that, probably a month scholars think he preaches the very first post-resurrection message and thousands get saved Mm -hmm. and you go, oh my goodness, if ever there was a testimony Mm -hmm. that peace is not about us, Mm -hmm. that it is about Jesus, he's the one who restores our peace. He's the one who gives us peace. He's the one who is peace. And if you're in the middle of a storm, you Mm -hmm. go, it's Jesus. It's not the size of the waves. Mm -hmm. It's It's the presence of Jesus. If we would... I'll just preach to myself and say if I could stay in the place of leaning into the embrace of Jesus Mm -hmm. instead of trying to do life on my own Mm -hmm. and only run into him in times of trouble, Mm -hmm. goodness gracious, my peace wouldn't wax and wane. Right. You know, I I haven't spoke much because I'm a little bit of a wreck Mm -hmm. over here Mm -hmm. because I remember the moment that I had my fourth child and we almost lost him in labor. He came out black and blue. It was a traumatic birth moment. Two weeks later, my dad almost died. And it was, I just remember I got so mad at God. And I thought, we give our lives to you. We serve you. My dad's a pastor. Like, where were you? Why would you kill him? Like, do you not see what he's doing all over the world for you? And now you're going to kill him. And now you're going to call me to do something for you as well. Like, really? And I just remember being so afraid. 
and broken. And I did exactly what you did. I didn't even make it to the back row, though. I was the online girl. I was like, you know what? Fine, I'm online. Yeah, I'm online. I can at least do something else while I'm online. But he was so gracious. But the whole time, I had this lie from the enemy. And I love this because it's Peter's lie, too. This is probably him paying me back for denying him, for all my sin, for all the things I did. This is probably paying me back. Yeah. And it never was. Mm. And I just remember the moment I was actually at a night of worship and somebody Mm. came up and they said, you know, hey, you're going through a really hard time, but I don't think you remember how big your God is. And I just, as he began to speak, it was like I had been so focused Mm. right here. Mm. And as he began to speak, my eyes just began lifting to see how big my God was. I didn't have perspective at that time for my dad. I didn't have perspective for my son. I no idea why all that happened. I mean, I know now about my dad, but no idea why I almost lost my fourth in labor. I have no idea. But all I know is my God is big enough. Amen. And it was never repaying. It was never a consequence. And just like he didn't go and correct Peter, he just said, do you love me enough? And he said, I'll take your little yeah. bit of love. Yeah. Yeah. Your one drop yeah. of love. I'll take it and I'll yeah. make it a multitude. That's right. I can do it That's more. Right. Than, yeah. But if you'll just give me yeah. that little bit, if you'll just submit the little bit that you think you have, yeah. Yeah. I can do yeah. the rest. Bless you, Jesus. And that is what my heart began to do was say, okay, God. Yeah. And I was at the place I couldn't worship. The only thing I could do yep. was yeah. say Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Because your name That's was it. all I couldn't That's remember. Yeah. Your name. I didn't remember the scriptures. I knew yeah. I'd studied them my whole right, life. Right. You know, yeah. all I could think about was Jonah, and I was like, "Am I going to get spit yeah. out yet?" Yeah. Like, yeah. come yeah. on, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus. I just, Jesus. I did. He spit Jesus. me out in the perfect little place, mm. and he yeah. said, "I'll restore all that yeah. I've taken." Yes. And so that was me, and it was one step at a time. Yeah. Of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. And then it became Jesus, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Jesus, you're good. A little bit more. Jesus, yes. yes. But it all started with just one simple word. Here's the thing that all of us have lived. I think so many people have been shamed because they've struggled. God did not chastise Job for struggling. struggling. No, no. Chastise his friends for being separate, yep. pretending like they could make it by themselves. There's no shame in the struggle. If you lean into yeah, God's presence absolutely. in the struggle, the anger, right. the, the honesty, right. I bet you anything, I just feel like we need to pray for men and women listening who, who think they can't be honest about the fact that they're on the back right. row or online because they're so disappointed or so yes. upset or so grieved or so legitimately, humanly speaking, yeah. At what they're carrying, they're just like, I can't do this one more day. There's no shame in the struggle. And God is with them in the struggle. I think we just need to pray for a willing heart and really just the confession of, I can't do this without you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Let's pray, y'all. Bless Jesus, you, Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You are our greatest prayer. Yes, Father. <laughs> you are our greatest peace. You are the Prince of Peace. Yes, you are. And Father, we just want to cry out for any man, any woman, any teenager, any kid that just yeah. happens by, that is sitting on the back row or is lost in an emergency room or says, you know what? I, I've seen these things. I've heard these things. 
maybe all week long, but I don't know this Prince of Peace. I don't know who he is. So Father, first we pray for folks to come into relationship yeah. with you yeah, because yeah. you Jesus are the Jesus. only source of true peace. Yes. So Father, I pray that hearts and yes. minds and lives would yes. be surrendered yes. right now. Yes. And, and maybe the prayer of the heart is just Jesus. Yes. And you come Jesus. in close. Father, we also cry out for folks that are saying, I'm mad. Yes. I'm distant. I'm in discord. Yeah. I, yeah. I ask, Father God, that you would restore unto them the joy of their salvation, Father God. And in the name of Jesus, that you would, Lord, pour out the power of your presence. Thank you, Jesus. That, Father, if what they can give you is one word, or one step, yeah. or one line in a journal, right, Lord God, right, or right. one bit of a song that right. you will take it and you will say, that is enough. Yes. Father, we thank you for being our peace. Thank you. Thank we you. thank you for this week, Lord God. We ask that you would seal it, Lord, and do all that is in your heart to do. Father, we, we bless you. We praise you. We need you. We need you every moment, every hour. Father, thank you. Thank you, Prince of Peace. It's in your name we pray. Thank you. Amen. 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 Amen.